0: Hi, everybody. This is Morrigan. I want to welcome you to the Witch's Cauldron. Um, with me today, I have a very special guest, Al Luna, founder of PSEI. And he is getting ready to um, semi-retire at the beginning of the year so he can spend more time doing what he loves, which is paranormal investigation. Hi, Al. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, make sure you speak up loud because since we have you on the phone, I'm trying to record on two different devices. So how are you today, Al?
1: Well, thank you, Morgan, for having me on. I'm doing pretty well myself and uh, hope all is well with you.
0: Oh, things are fantastic. I'm so excited about this new season um, of The Witch's Cauldron. I'm um, really stoked to get information out there, as you know, because uh, we know each other personally. Um, I'm big on education and informing people and making sure that everybody um, has the proper information. And I decided that I wanted to have you on today because I want to talk to you about the paranormal. Um, It is not for the faint of heart. And, um, you know, you and I both, you've been my mentor in paranormal investigating. And, you know, some of these questions I do know, but I wanted to get them out there for people who don't know. Can you um, tell me what PSEI stands for and what does your group do? What is your mission?
1: Okay, PSEI stands for Paranormal Spirit Encounter Investigations, and our primary goal, the reason that the team was created, was to help those that are in fear and in great need. Uh, we want to help people that are in their homes in fear constantly, kids afraid to sleep in their rooms, Uh scratches happening on people things being thrown people being held down anything negative we want to go in and help them Uh, now it's not to say that we also don't like to go in and do those investigations where people want to find out if mom and dad are there grandma and grandpa uncle fred aunt sally Uh, we're happy to come in and help uh, get some evidence that they're with them also
0: wow that's amazing, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who have had a loved one pass on and, and wonder often if there's someone next to them that is, you know, with them from from their family. So, how long have you had this group?
1: Uh, the team was actually founded January 11th of 2014, so we have been around uh, going on seven
0: years now. Wow, that's a long time. Um, so you don't do just investigations. Do question I do have is that negative energy that is in a home, do you guys clear it out for them, or do you just tell them what's there?
1: Well, that's one of the things that I deal with myself personally, and generally I'll have one other team member with me as a backup, uh, but I will do cleansings, blessings, and I've done many exorcisms.
0: That's amazing, and I did read in your your bio that you sent me that you are ordained by the Catholic Church to be able to do exorcisms?
1: Well, not not actually ordained by the church itself, but I trained under a Roman Catholic priest, and he has given me a lot of great information to use, uh, things to do when I'm in a home or business performing an exorcism and I actually use a recording with his voice speaking in Latin and talking directly to anything demonic in in the location we're in.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay.
1: So you know, we you know, he gave me the blessing to use that to do what I needed to do. He felt that I was ready to go on my own and take care of people's needs as they uh come about
0: wow that's amazing i'm sure that that helps in a lot of situations um do you guys charge to investigate because i know that there's some people that will charge to have them come out to the home and and to clear it and to bless it and me personally i i don't know how all that works but um does your group charge for investigations
1: our group does not charge um Uh, If on your podcast you're able to put up, you know, one of my cards right at the bottom in bold letters that says free investigations. And then anything over and above that that I do to help them, there's no charge for that.
0: Yeah, we absolutely can. Um, So what about this drew you? I mean, it's not like... People sit there and, like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a paranormal investigator. So, what, <laughs> what was it that drew you into this?
1: Well, you know, as a young boy in the house that I grew up in, uh, I'm very positive that there was an entity there, at least one. Uh, the room that I slept in upstairs, I slept by myself most of my young life. And we had an attic that was real close to my bed. And it wasn't one of those tall, regular doors that you go through. It's one of these ones where you kind of turn a hook just to hold it against the wall.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And, you know, it's just a thin plywood piece, you know, that was the door going into the attic. And uh, I would hear shuffling around in the attic, I would hear uh, somewhat like footsteps, but yet it was just the two by eights that were up in the attic, it wasn't flooring or anything much at all. Wow, and uh, then I would get knocks on that plywood from time to time.
0: Oh man, I can't I, even well, imagine someone, <laughs>
1: someone's trying to communicate yeah,
0: with me. Yeah, I can't even imagine being a kid. And having to deal with that.
1: Yes. And then as I got older, a house that I owned in Oregon, Ohio, uh, we had things happen in there quite often uh, that struck me weird. And actually, I was helping renovate a building in Maumee, Ohio, which was about 150 years old and had caught on fire. So myself and a friend of mine were helping the owner, and we were gutting the upstairs where the fire was. And one day, I had someone whispering in my ear, and I know it was a female voice. And I turned to yell at the guy that was with me, you know, thinking, how could he do that, you know? Well, I look, and he's outside.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> and, and and I kept getting these cold breezes across my neck, and all the windows were in, and. it everything was sealed up tight there was no breeze in this place so we had good experiences there
0: okay so um you you definitely when you do an investigation you um you try and rule things out as natural occurrences yep okay um how how long does a typical investigation take
1: you know we're generally at a location a minimum of about Three, three and a half hours. We can go up to five and six hours if we're really getting a lot of activity.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, we try to start the investigations around dusk because it's starting to turn dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to arrive at a location, you know, about a half hour before it's getting dark so that everyone can see the location real well. Uh, we start setting up equipment, prepare for you know, our sessions ahead. Uh, and then, like I said, it just depends on if we're getting hits on the equipment, we're actually getting voice responses on Ghost Box, okay. whatever the situation, that's going to determine the length of our time.
0: Okay. How many do you have in your team?
1: Uh, currently, I have 13 on the team.
0: Wow, okay. Which is a good number. It is a very good number. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and actually, uh, it's a very significant number in um, in witchcraft. It used to be the only number of size of coven that you would be able to have, so mm. it's it's not unlucky. It's a very good number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you have team members that have special gifts? Do you look for that when you bring in team members? Um, I, so I guess start off with: Do you have any that are that have special gifts?
1: I do have a few that, um, uh, we have a new member that he's, he's borderline psychic medium. Okay. He's been on one investigation with us and he actually got us some good information while we were there. Nice. So I think that he's going to work out real well for us. Good. Um, have another girl on the team that she has some abilities, uh, she's still very new in it and not sure, you know, what she's picking up sometimes. Right. And then, you know, Linda.
0: Yes. Uh, love Linda, Linda. has
1: her own haunted house.
0: Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> they love everybody that comes in there. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. And she's actually progressing real well with her abilities. Oh, great. Uh, she can contact me on the phone if she 's not at a location with me and tell me things that are going on, so
0: okay, great so yeah that's yeah. awesome now, when you get new team members do you is that something that you specifically look for?
1: You know, I do not specifically seek people with those kinds of abilities mm-hmm. uh, My main goal when bringing in a new team member is I want someone that is excited about the paranormal. Wants to understand it, and the main thing is wants to help people.
0: Yeah, that is the main objective here. Yep. So now i got to ask you, how do you handle them skeptics?
1: Well, you know, skeptics have always been a good thing for us in the past. I get some here and there online, you know, and I just say, look, until you've had your own experience, you're going to stay as you are eventually you may have it you may never have it so right. you'll learn when you go over
0: yeah that's true
1: <laughs> but you know we love it when we have couples that the one has called us into the house because crazy things are going on the other one's sitting there as a total skeptic and once we've investigated with them they've literally had things happen right in front of them their mind starts to change
0: oh i bet. <laughs> i bet that's something you definitely cannot experience you know and and sit there and say no this doesn't this isn't real right so um i was just gonna ask if you've ever been heckled and you had stated that you know you get some people online that like to heckle so is that a huge problem or is it um is it just something that you you just come across every once in a while
1: No, I'm pretty thankful. There's just been a few here and there, and it's usually the same ones that will hit us with a message on a post or something, and, uh, you know, for the most part, I ignore them. There's no sense in ramping things up with them.
0: Good point. Good point. Um, Now, equipment that you guys use, um, you had mentioned a few pieces of equipment. Um, Can you go over some of the equipment and what it does?
1: Yes, we have pieces of equipment, uh, you have the K2 meter, um, the REM pod, you know, these things pick up electromagnetic fields, EMF fields, and they will light up mm-hmm. when an entity gets near them because they're made up of energy, right. and it's a very low level energy, and um, So we use these types of devices. We have periscopes, different types, and these are a static electricity that they pick up on. And, of course, the energy from an entity is a static type energy. So we can pick up their energy in a couple different ways. And then, of course, we use what's called the ghost box, which a lot of people, if they watch the shows, they see them using the ghost box. We don't use it as long as what they show them doing it on TV.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, They're noisy.
1: Yeah, it, it's really not a good thing because you become tone dumb to it after a while. Yeah. Is what I like to say.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, if you use it for 5-10 minutes, the entity should have enough energy through the white noise in the box to where they should be able to respond fairly quick. So, if you've gone about 10 minutes and you're not getting any responses, it's time to stop that. So,
0: okay. Um, I know like some of the TV shows, which I hate to bring it up, but Ghost Adventures, which mm-hmm. they crack me up and they're a joke, but um, they have like a SLS camera, I believe it's called.
1: <sighs> yes, now that's something that I'm trying to save nickels and dimes up, and eventually we'll hopefully have one we've had one out on investigations with us previously Mm -hmm. from a guest investigator that's come out with us uh it's a very neat device and i i really wasn't sure about them for a while until this guy came out with his Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now if you watch them on tv generally the entities that they show that show up as the stick figures yeah They're pretty much parallel up and down. Uh, And sometimes you'll see them bend a little bit or move around. They'll dance, whatnot. Well, when we were at a location, he had his turned on and was facing out into a hallway where there was a door across from us. Yes. And we actually saw a stick figure turned about... uh, you know like a 75 degree angle mm-hmm. and looking around the door we couldn't see the whole stick figure just like from halfway up okay <laughs> yeah. yeah and that was so unique that I thought, is
0: okay. unique yeah
1: that I've, that was cool
0: <laughs> my experience with the sls cameras that i've had i've seen them um you know on backs I've seen them on walls you know I've seen them crouching on a counter so I I really enjoy having an SLS camera when I've done investigations with one so what kind of equipment do you guys set up you guys set up video cameras uh stationary cameras what do you set up
1: yeah, we have IR cameras uh, that generally reach about 125 feet of clarity in the dark. Okay. And uh, we can do anywhere from four to eight of them, depending on the size of the location and the need. Uh, then we'll set out our devices and all the different hot spots, as we like to call them, where the client has had activity. Right. And then each team member should have some kind of a EMF meter themselves on them, along with their recorder, a camera, uh, anything that can capture any kind of evidence for us.
0: Okay. Um, have you guys ever walked away empty-handed from an investigation?
1: Uh, as sad as it is to say, we have in the past. Okay. Uh, it hasn't been that many times, but... Uh, when you go into a location and, oh, we've got this and this and this and this going on, and we set everything up and we're all excited, and we don't get a blip on any of the equipment. We can't seem to get any voices anywhere. Uh, and we'll go three plus hours with absolutely nothing.
0: Right. It happens. It's,
1: it's heartbreaking because you want to bring some security to. You know, your client, you want to give them some information, but these things do happen. Sometimes they just do not want to come out and play when you're there.
0: Right. Have you gone back to a location that you've uh, gotten nothing on before?
1: You know, I always ask them if they want us to come back. We haven't been invited back to those. Um, Any location that we've had a lot of activity we generally get requested to come back to those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um the what was the one downtown that we had done after the convention? The Country uh, Club, the Toledo Club? The Toledo Club. The yes. Toledo Club. That place was super active. We had a great night that night. It was amazing. It was amazing. So
1: yes, and recently we investigated the Spaghetti Warehouse for a second time. We're the only team that's ever investigated there.
0: Oh, okay. And, I've uh, heard we of activity, great there. activity there. Yeah, I've heard of activity yep. there. Um, for those of you who aren't from the Toledo area, Toledo, Ohio area, uh, the Spaghetti Warehouse is a restaurant that has activity, um, and the Toledo Club is also in Toledo, Ohio and it's a uh, it was a a used to be in what an all male male only club yes yeah, so um interesting places very in a very um old part of downtown that and that experiences a lot of activity um so do you guys i know I had mentioned uh the paracon that you had put on a, a few years back. do you guys still do those?
1: No, we've gone away from the paracan. We did two years of them. Uh, we did not get the draw that we had really hoped for. That's a shame. Uh, they were fun events when we did them. Yeah, they but were. It was it was months and months of work. Yes, Uh, that are culminated in barely break even situations.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough, especially in in the covid economy that we have right now. I can't imagine doing anything like that. Um, But now I want to pick your brain. Um, Can you kind of tell us the difference between spirits, poltergeist demons and what we've what we call orbs, what we see in pictures and still pictures that we take?
1: Okay. Well, the one thing that I can say now in in training with the Roman Catholic priest, uh, and I don't know if you remember this or not from being with us, um, it's very, very rare that you'll hear me say the word spirit when I'm talking about something in a home or business. Yeah, Uh, The word spirit was derived from the very early Roman Catholic times. And what the word was created to mean was something that was angelic or demonic. Okay. So to me, if I'm saying something spirit realm wise, it either has to be something sent down from heaven or it's come from the depths. Okay. Uh, so I prefer to use entity, lost soul. Okay. You know, something in that in that nature. Uh but the big difference is is we have run across things that have been what I would consider to be demonic. Uh those are extremely negative situations and people have been tormented a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh everything from the scratches to the hell down to to many different aspects of negative activity
0: yeah.
1: uh, generally the vast majority of the entities or the lost souls that we come across are of course people that lived a human life passed away uh, are either afraid to cross over okay. or a situation where You know they have too much unfinished business they don't want to leave and we've also run across situations where they have crossed over they've gained their knowledge that they wanted and they've come back to watch over loved ones or the places that they lived in so now they actually have better abilities to communicate with us to play with our devices to give us some kind of information that we're looking for okay and generally an orb, if you capture a true orb, uh, which a lot of people say, oh, it's dust and, and things like that, we've captured a lot of dust in the past. Mm-hmm. And you can tell what dust is yes. when it's on your camera. Yes. It's these tiny specks and you'll see them and, and you can even tell that they're close to the lens. Yeah. The orbs that we've picked up in the past, which have been many, many of them, you actually have to zoom way out because this thing is a long ways away from you yeah. to be able to even get a good definition of what it looks like. And this is how the entities actually travel. This is the form that they take where they can hold their energy
0: okay,
1: and be able to move around without you know, wearing themselves out.
0: Oh, okay. That was something I did not I was not aware of. Yep. Okay. Um what exactly is a poltergeist?
1: A poltergeist is actually something man-made. We create poltergeists with our own mind. Mhm. Uh we can create them through Ouija boards. We can create them through pendulums. We can create them through any device where we are using our own mental energy to try to summon something to us what happens is is when we use this much energy in the open fields around us it opens up little portals well these portals we cannot be sure of what we're opening up to
0: right
1: so we don't know what's going to come through them, and that's why I always highly suggest that people do not mess around with these items unless they've been trained in them. They know exactly how to go about it. Um, a lot of homes that we're called into they messed around with the Ouija boards and whatnot, and they're trying to call Aunt Matilda, and everybody's focusing on her, and all of a sudden they get all kinds of crazy activity going on. Yep. (laughs) And it's not Aunt Matilda.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Ouija boards are not a good idea. For anyone who does not understand how to close them properly, don't do it. It's not just running the, the little thing over goodbye. It's not just that. So just, just leave it alone or you're going to end up with a poltergeist. (laughs) Um, Yes. So you, what are some of your serious cases? I know you have experience with um, exorcisms, so um, you don't have to give specifics. You know, it would just be nice to know what kinds of cases that you guys have dealt with over the years.
1: Well, you know, the The very first exorcism that we had uh, was actually affiliated with a TV show. Whoa. Uh, The Dead Files had just been in Toledo in 2014. They were here in January. Okay. Uh, Actually, the month that the team was founded.
0: Was that the garage over on the east side?
1: Uh, It was a house. Okay. On the east side. Okay. And... Um, I happened to the daughter and she was working at a Taco Bell. I had given her my card and they ended up contacting us and we went out and helped them. Uh, that was a tough situation. This is one where, you know, the one woman was being held down in bed. She couldn't get up.
0: Oh yeah. I remember that one.
1: Um, Yep, they were being scratched. The one had a cross around her neck, and it was literally yanked off of her neck and thrown across the room. And she was the only one in
0: the room. Yeah, yeah, that was a serious one. Um, yep. I re- I remember watching it on Dead Files, which you can find it still on Dead Files. Unfortunately, you um weren't contacted by Amy, but you were Correct. you were contacted by the daughter. Yes. So you got that taken care of for them. Yep, awesome. That's amazing. Um, You know, we need more people like you guys (laughs) because I think a lot of people, um, you know, people who want to get into investigating, that's all they do. They stop at the investigation part. But people reach out to groups like yours to get help, to close the doors that are open between you know the physical and the spiritual so you know it I think what you do is such an awesome and important thing in the community and it's one hell of a way to give back so thank you so much
1: I appreciate that Jen and uh, (laughs) yeah and you know I'm I'm limited physically to about an hour radius around the Toledo Ohio area but I have taken calls from Texas, Connecticut, Florida, Alabama, Kentucky, and there have been a lot of people that I've been able to help out over the phone too. That's
0: amazing. And knowing that that's an option is really cool. Um, So what would you recommend if someone was looking into becoming a professional investigator like yourself, what would you recommend that they do to to get started
1: well you know the thing that you want to do is you want to find a team that's reputable in your area yep uh find someone that is looking to help people Mm -hmm. i mean if you just want to be a ghost hunter then Find one of those teams that just wants to go out to places that are known to be haunted, that you see on TV, that, you know, you pay $75 to 100 to go for the night and have yeah. fun, you know.
0: Yeah, like the Manfield uh, prison that they have out right, there. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, by all means, go have fun, but protect yourself. Definitely. Now, if you want to do what we do, you want to make sure that you are connected with people that know how to protect themselves, know how to uh, clean a a location up, know how to get rid of things, um, and you want to take your time learning from them. Yep. Uh, As far as my team goes, there's only a couple people that I will take out with me, To do the cleansings and exorcisms. Um, The rest of my team is all investigative. They they do a fantastic job Mm -hmm. at helping me to get communication.
0: It's a process. Yes. It's definitely a process.
1: And actually, the majority of the time when it's an exorcism situation, there will not even be an investigation. I will not let the team go into a situation where they would be in harm.
0: No, that's... Definitely putting them in harm's way and definitely um, opening them up to other possibilities of other places being oh, yeah. infested.
1: <laughs> yeah, because generally what's there is going to go somewhere else. Yep. And I don't want it to go with any of us.
0: Well, at least the movie's got that right, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people contact you for anybody who is listening? Um especially in the Toledo, Ohio area, how can they contact you if they have um, a house that may be um, giving them some trouble or if they feel like they are they need an investigation? How would they go about having you guys come out?
1: Okay, well, they can contact us through our Facebook page, uh, which on Facebook we are Para S-E-I, P-A-R-A-S-E-I, Mm -hmm. If you type that in, it'll pull us up, Uh, you know, the paranormal team out of the Toledo, Ohio area. Uh, They can also email me at parasei at yahoo.com. Okay. And they could also text me on my cell phone at 419-346-8499
0: and don 't worry we 'll definitely um when this posts we'll make sure that we have a post up with all that information as well, so you don 't have to scribble it down real quick um, it'll be it'll be on my Facebook page, which is cauldron so um I want to thank you so much al for for being here and and just talking to me about this and doing this interview. It was an amazing interview. And um, is there anything else you, you got any little words of wisdom for anybody?
1: Well, you know, if, if you are curious of what's going on in your home or business, don't be afraid to contact someone. Uh, I know that there are some teams out there that, you know, could escalate the activity if they come in and do things wrong so make sure that you're really checking out that team you're bringing in make sure that they've helped people in the past that that's their main goal definitely uh but you know don't hesitate to get someone in because i have seen situations where it starts out as a a simple calm haunting in a location and Something happens to trigger that entity or that negative thing and things escalate.
0: Yep, definitely. Well, alrighty then. Thank you so so much for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. No problem. And again, everybody, that was Al Luna with the P S E I. And you can find them on Facebook or, you know, on my page, Mm -hmm. you will also see their information. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, your word is your bond.